feel like we should be you always know should do is night at the Roxbury. You're like, oh yeah. <laughs> sometimes i hear that song i just gotta start getting pumped up about it i'm like i'm waiting for it just like to just really kick in and go jamming but you know, uh, do you know evening, that hmm? a chiropractor wrote that like they were they were trying to get people they thought that hurt their necks they wrote that whole skit oh, wow. have, somebody must have hurt themselves doing that that was such a dad joke dude do i get fired yeah, you don't get fired. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's Friday night, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, your place for unfiltered conversations. This is the unfiltered experience with myself, Christopher Roush, and Scott Goyette. Scott Goyette. And Mr. Goyette, you are traveling this week. You are coming to us from a different location, I see. I am. I'm actually in a uh, an office, my sister and brother-in-law's office. And um, so I'm here in Peabody, Massachusetts. It's Peabody to the rest of the world, but if you live in Peabody, it's Peabody, and it's just north of puberty? Boston. It's puberty. I'm in puberty right now. I'm right in the middle of puberty. It's a weird time for me right now. If my voice cracks, just let it slide. All six foot six of you, right? Yeah. Puberty mass right here, right up in the middle of puberty. Right it. in the middle of puberty. Mm -hmm. Well, it's it's another beautiful week. We've got Monique. Monique's in the house. What's up, Monique? Good to see you here. Thank you so much for posting. Thank you so much for being here. Got Darlene in the house saying, go love now. Yes, we should all be going and loving now. Yes, my friend. And Glenda's right is in the house too. She's in the unfiltered family. She says, hey, y'all. What's up, Glenda? Good to see you from the 75 Hard Unstoppables. 75 Hard, baby. Today is 25. Can you tell that I'm jazzed? Can you tell I'm pumped? Can you see a little bit difference than uh, you saw me back uh, before June 1st? Besides yeah. myself. Yes, I can. <laughs> At first, I was all fuzzy. Now I totally do. No, I can see the difference. You know, the coolest thing when you start getting healthier and you're doing the right things is that your skin and it's vibrant and you literally look more alive. I'll be honest with you. We've been eating so much junk and like eating all the things I used to eat as a kid in the Boston area. So I've been I've been doing the anti 75. Uh, what is it? 75. Hard? I've been doing the anti for the last few days. So do the 75 soft. <laughs> I've been doing the 75 soft. Hey, I'm man. Gonna come back. I would be. But it's so it's so much fun. It's so much fun going back home and eating all the foods and drinking all the drinks and um, yeah. So seventy five soft right here, and I'm in the middle of puberty. <laughs> Damn, that's a that's a weird combination. That's a weird I combination. Know. Nah, man, I'm feeling good. I was sitting there doing the tally. So today's twenty five, day twenty five. So I've already done my workout. So I've done. 50 workouts. I've drank 25 gallons of water. I've read way over 250 pages in a personal development book. I've taken 25 snapshots of me and my wonderful gut. Um, yeah, it's been it's been pretty cool. And leading a group of people on, on Facebook and watching their transformation and their growth. It's absolutely amazing. It just lends to what we do, Scott, it just in going out there in the world and making the world a better place and setting the example for what it is that people can do and aspire to be. I've had so many people tell me like, God, Chris, you shouldn't be doing that. You're back and this, that and the other thing. I'm like, why shouldn't I? I'm actually strengthening every other part of my body and perhaps it's actually going to make my backs feel better so i love it i love it i love it and i'm excited for tonight i'm excited uh speaking of speaking of fun and uh speaking of truth uh we have a special guest tonight so i'd love for you to introduce him and let's get this thing underway so he's a fellow professor um he's an incredibly smart vibrant human being he comes to us from indiana um, he's done a lot of really cool stuff, but the coolest thing that he does, he's going to be talking about today. He's a hypnotist and he's not going to hypnotize anybody or do anything crazy like that, but he's going to give us the ins and out and do a lot of fun stuff with us. And we can uh, get some questions answered because I know personally, I got plenty of questions and I'm going to ask them of our good friend, Nick Gnosis. Come on, Nick. What's up, Nick? Welcome to the Unfiltered Experience, brother. How are you doing tonight? 
I'm doing amazing. Good to see you guys. Good to see you guys. Great to see you too. We've got some people already in the house waiting to hear the truth about hypnosis. We've got uh, Monique sitting there saying, she says, go so good to catch up with you. Uh, oh, you're so dope. We are so dope. Somebody's so dope. Uh, Thank you so much. Monique is amazing. She, her, her, her honesty, her post and her memes are absolutely just hysterical. I mean, it just, it fits in with everything we do. Jacqueline's in the house. Uh, she says, hello, Poncho and Lefty. Going to be great as always. I guess I'm Lefty. I'm I don't know what I am. I'll take it. You are you undecided? I'm undecided. I'm on the fence. Poncho or Lefty. Ooh, Glenda got her first COVID shot today. Woohoo! All job. right, go Glenda, go Glenda, go. And Glenda says, "Cool." So, welcome to the show. And one more person we got jumping in, Kellen Ann. What's up, Kellen? I know you said you were interested in this, so welcome to the show. So let's get started. All right. What questions you got, Chris? I've got a lot of questions. I actually took my glasses off because I don't want to accidentally get hypnotized. You know, they say don't look deep into the eyes of the person. I'm just trying to be cautious. So, well, I would I would say my first question is, and this is something I've asked different hypno hypnotists in my life is, what is your definition of hypnosis? Because I think there's 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 the, the old vaudeville and the old the old days where they think you know you're going to turn somebody into a chicken. But I happen to know that uh, quite a few people have used hypnosis to quit smoking and do other things. Talk to us about your definition, the way you see hypnosis being so that we can actually establish that foundation for the conversation to ensue. Yeah, absolutely. So the question is, what's the definition of hypnosis? You can find a whole bunch of different definitions, but at the end of the day, what I'm trying to do is take somebody from one reality to another. And what that could mean is changing behaviors, identity, belief systems, a life patterns. Um, other definitions could be, it's a state of relaxed focus, uh, not quite fully awake, not quite asleep. Um, or any kind of trance-like state. And um, the, the thing that that's worth mentioning is this is kind of a continuum. So it's not like you're hypnotized or you aren't. And we sort of go in, get in, in and out of these light trances all day when we're on the phone, when we're driving and so on. I love it. You know, Chris and I have been um, doing uh, life coaching and, and group coaching. And the biggest thing we always talk about is mindset shift. And that's super... Somebody's actually bringing me a mojito right now. I'm going to put that down right here. <laughs> Damn. So, I know. Thank Thanks, you. Jessica. <laughs> I have my water. So, <laughs> cheers. So, um, thanks. <laughs> so, mindset shift is super important to us. And one of the things that, you know, we love to tell people is people come to us and say, you know, how do I fix myself? How do I shift my mindset? And we've explored, you know, meditation, hypnosis, breath work. There's so many complementary means and some work better for another person. Talk about, I want to hear this because I know my breath work friends, my meditation friends, the coaches, I love all modalities because all of them can speak to some person. What kind of person do you think hypnosis would speak to? Like talk about some of the people that um, you've really helped shift that mindset, whether it's stopping smoking, whether it's overcoming a fear or whatever. Sure. Absolutely. So first and foremost, yeah, there's, I wouldn't say to do only hypnosis and I'm a big fan of some other things. I do breath work as well. Wim Hof, transcendental meditation, um, yoga, a lot of journaling exercises, affirmations and things of that nature. So, but th this is not like, oh, you have to replace what you're already doing or that this is the only way this happens to be a very good way. And it's one of the fastest, if not the fastest way of changing human behavior. So to answer your question of who's a good fit for hypnosis, every single person can be hypnotized. 
because it's how we learn is through suggestion. Um, but the truth is some people respond better than others. And what I find is anyone at the end of the day who's dead set on doing this, regardless of their personality, their temperament, or whether they're this type of person or that type of person, as long as they're committed to it, they can experience the change. So um, as far as who I like to work with, I get the best results when these are people who already have a history of success. So if this is somebody who doesn't have anything, you know, really kind of going and they don't have a pattern of success, I'm not going to do all the legwork for them. Um, this is a very rapid way to change, but at the same time, I want people to have skin in the game. Um, you know, I had a sometimes a lot of parents say, you know, I have this kid who's depressed, I have this kid who needs better grades, da, da, da. and I'll say like, I don't want you to pay for it, or at least not all that. I want the kid to pay for it so that they come on time. Because when you pay, you pay attention. I want this person to show up. So these are people who have agency, they have skin in the game, they have a history of success. Um, probably a, maybe a third or almost a half of my, of my clients have already been hypnotized. So that's another good indicator. If somebody's super skeptical and they, you know, need to, to be convinced or persuaded, I, I don't do that. Just find something else that, that works for you because I want people who are excited about this. Mm, that's a, that's a great point. That's, that's the same way Scott and I are really about our coaching and everything else is like finding the people that really are ready to have skin in the game because so many people want to sit there and, and say they want to do things, but they really don't want to do them. Talk to us about how you got into hypnosis. I have to, I'm, I'm so curious about that because I know some people that got into it and they got into it really creative ways. So I'm just interested in how you came about it and, and what you find so fascinating about it to be able to help people with. Oh man. So, um, you know, as Scott mentioned, uh, you know, some people knew me as a uh, professor. Nick used to be a professor and I was, you know, teaching at Indiana University for a long time. I was one of the youngest lecturers there. I would have been the, the youngest senior lecturer if I stayed there and I, I was teaching uh, communication science. And um, I would go and I would, I would travel and stuff. And, you know, I, I had this deep, like kind of emptiness in me and I would always be looking to kind of fill the hole and, and found personal development. And personal development was not a fun hobby of like, oh, that looks fun. It was more like I'm in so much pain, I will do anything to feel better. Um, and most of my 20s was just kind of wandering around, um, trying different jobs and having different careers and doing this and that and just being kind of uncertain and not, not feeling super fulfilled by it. So this all basically changed on one day. So how do I explain it to you is, is imagine that you're walking down the street and you don't believe in, in lightning, and then you're struck dead by a bolt of lightning. That's what happened to me. I was a skeptic by nature, and I was at a conference, and this is like a social media marketing convention. There's people, you know, business owners, people in suits and stuff, and they say, you know, oh, we're gonna have this late show, there's a hypnotist. And I was kind of like, well, that sounds weird, but, uh, you know, screw it, I'm not doing anything, whatever, check it out. So I go there, um, and I watch this and there's an immediate, like you can feel something's going on in the room when you get there, something is going on. There's something is afoot. I couldn't quite put my finger on it. And it was weird. And so this guy comes out is very strange, quite a character. And he's doing, you know, stage hypnosis. This is very different than hypnotherapy because the goal of stage hypnosis is just to entertain. So he brings people up, you know, he does this test, he brings folks up, you know, he makes them do some silly things, you know, the, the dumb stuff that you, you know, uh, bark like a dog, whatnot, of course, all in good fun. I've never um, been a chicken are, on stage. I've never been a yeah. chicken on stage. <laughs> good, yeah. good, good, good. We'll we'll keep it that way. Um, so he, he you 
I can start to, I'm, I'm like debating with myself and I'm like, is this for real? Like, or are these people just kind of being complicit? Like, uh, you know, it's a psychological mechanism. He's using social proof. He's just finding the most successful. He's getting them to comply through this. And I was like, they must be playing along. But the more I watched, the more I could see subtle things like in there, in the animation of the face, a complete lack of facial affect, the, the rigid movements of these people and their, their kind of like, like kind of vacant expressions and responses, something was different. It was like watching sorcery. And I was just sitting there the whole time, like in disbelief, because I, like I said, I'm a skeptic by nature and I don't take anyone's word for anything. And, and all of a sudden, the, the kind of the turning point, there's maybe two things that put the nail in the coffin for me. So there was a couple there and I knew these folks. I'd met them earlier that weekend, but there's a guy and a girl. The guy's hypnotized. He's in a very deep trance. There's no tension in his body. He's a puddle in this chair. And, you know, he's got his lady friend is in the audience. And the hypnotist, you know, he's going around. He's kind of doing his, his little shtick. And he addresses one. He's like, oh, is this, is this your husband here? He says, oh, no, that's my boyfriend. And he says, okay, really? How long have you guys been together? And she's like, oh, you know, about four years. And he's like, oh, well. You know, how come he hasn't, you know, popped the question? She's like, I don't know, just the, maybe the timing is not right or whatever. And he sits there, he takes, and he has this pause, and he goes, do you want me to fix this for you? I'll fix it right now. And she goes, oh, my God, yes. And I'm just there like, no, no. fucking way, no way. And, you know, he goes, over, he goes over to this man who's extremely introverted. He says something, you know, on the count of three, you're going to do da, 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 da. And this man, he just kind of pops up like a zombie very shy, introverted person. He just addresses the whole room and says something and says, you know, oh, Bianca, my love, blah, 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 and proposes to this woman. She's beet red, flushing red. I've never seen anyone so happy in my entire life. Wow. And I, and I was just like, well, you know what? Even if this is, if these people are acting, they're acting pretty damn good. Um, and it, I couldn't, after that point, I couldn't think about anything else. I didn't sleep that night. I was shocked. I was confused. I was like, no, but, but really, but no. And I just, I, I had to learn more. And, you know, it wasn't a, a month or two later, just by chance, I saw another hypnotist. And there's this kid that we knew with this stutter who went up there. And you know where this is going. And I didn't believe it either. You said, again, like, are they acting? Are they kind of playing along? And this kid had a stutter. Nice person, charming person, intelligent, had a girlfriend, successful, all that. But it's just it's not clear speech. He, he stuttered. And so the hypnotist says something. You know, he's going to tell me he speaks clearly again. I'm like, no fucking way. Kid stands up and he's just like, hey, guys, how's it going? And just starts talking. And I was just like, what? And he's like, you can't act that. You can't pretend that. Or if you can, I don't know. But I was just, I'm still shocked by it. And I was just, it was like this portal open, it sucked me in and I just have been fixated on nothing but hypnosis since that day. Wow. Thank you for answering that, man. That's, that's a cool story. <laughs> it's an yeah. awesome story. I love it. I love it. Thank you. So what have you, so, I mean, so one of the things that, you know, Chris and I have done with our, um, our coaching is, you know, I'm a big fan and, you know, we're in the same space of tapping into the unconscious mind and reprogramming. Mm -hmm. So that's really what's happening here is we're, going into the mind in the mind and reprogramming beliefs mindset you know shifts or things that came through trauma or identity or development so as these things are happening the methodology i use through the meditations that i create is very similar like they're built in theta so we've got theta sounds in the background um, i make sure they're timely enough 
and I plug in words that are essentially reprogrammed. So mm -hmm. a lot of positive stuff. So that's where I'm doing it. They're doing it in the morning and before they go to bed. So in those stated time periods, that's where I'm doing that. Talk to me about what this literally looks like. And now that you've been doing it for a while, you know, do you have the capabilities and what would that look like to help somebody remove a stutter? Is it something that they can do permanently or is it only in that moment that they're with you? And then does this mindset literally change of this gentleman that he really wanted to propose? Or is he like, whoa, what just happened? Like walk through <laughs> a little of that because sure, yeah, I'm sure somebody wants to know that answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, there was a couple questions. So let me just start with the more the more recent one, which was like uh, the, the gentleman who proposed. <laughs> to be honest, I got the sense that he seemed happy, but he definitely wasn't as happy as the wife. <laughs> um, I believe they're still married. We're friends on LinkedIn. Um, so <laughs> the so I, I think they were kind of at different places, but my belief there is that there has to be something deep down in that guy that wanted to pull the trigger and he needed a place or, or an excuse or something to put him over the edge. And I think that was it for him there. So it's very, very hard, if not impossible, to get somebody to do something that they don't honestly want to do. Um, so that's to answer that one. To answer the stutter question, um, yeah, you're not going to make somebody stop stuttering if that's part of who they are, if they need it to feel safe. Like, you know, um, don't don't pick on me. Don't call on me. Don't put me in the front of the room. Don't give me attention. Don't give me a voice. If they have all that stuff, you're not going to take their stutter away. No. But if they're ready and if it's time, absolutely. So there's two kinds of stutters, actually. Um, one is very, like, physiological or like more physically in the brain something's going on there in which case um you could certainly make improvements but i wouldn't have any guarantee there's the other that's more behavioral how do you know which is which the the behavioral one you can usually trace to an incident where they said you know that was five and the teacher made me do this or this girl laughed at me or whatever or you know i was in um you know i, I tried to say this word we were doing this or that and you can usually trace it um, so those were the two questions. I think you were kind of getting into theta before that, and you were talking about meditations. So a good way to kind of, you know, draw some overlap here is this is not unlike meditation. Um, and th there's a huge overlap there. Some people would say it's meditation with utilization. And the key is where there's commonality is you're both getting people into a state of relaxed focus where they can kind of uh, shut down that that critical mind, that critical chatter that's analyzing, weighing, evaluating. You can't think yourself out of everything. And this is putting yourself into another part of your brain where you can get that result. I love the use of um, yeah, either binaural beats or some kind of sound waves that can seem to trigger that absolutely um, that can work. And uh, yeah, you repeating these these positive things depending on the person. If they vibe with with you and your style and your message, then absolutely, um, that's a good way to to do it. They're all supplements. I don't know if you had you had a few questions. I don't know if that uh, answered it. No, all. you you actually did much better than I probably would have. I, I had a three part question. <laughs> you you hit all the points. Um, Chris, what do you got? Like, I mean, there's so many things I, I want to ask. I know you've got some good stuff. 
Who me? Sure. No, actually, actually, I have a fun one. I have a fun one. What's been the crazy experience that you have ex- you've had when you've been hypnotizing somebody? Have you ever had like? I know you're not doing the stage stuff, but I can imagine. Yeah. You know, I've talked to some of my friends, and they're like, you know, I didn't expect this stuff to come out of somebody. Have you had some of those expe- experiences, or one that just really stands out for you? Yeah, about 108 of them came to mind when you said that. Oh, really? Um, uh-huh. um, boy. So one of the ones that I kind of told you, one of the craziest ones. So from, are you asking like when I've been hypnotized or when I've kind of elicited it from another when you've been, person? When you've been in the driver's seat, like you're sitting there, you're going through it and you're like, holy, what the heck just happened? I didn't want to know okay. that. <laughs> so, I mean, so you're asking like when I was the subject. No, no I mean, you, were, you were facilitating. You were yeah, facilitating. Oh, I was hypnotizing. And, okay. and, and, so, and somebody, somebody reacted differently or something happened or, you know, just something that kind of shocked or amazed you that you weren't expecting. Yeah. So a few things. So one is like, there's, there's the, probably the very first time, um, you know, I made someone forget their name and you wouldn't think that that's easy to do. Um, but we forget stuff all the time. Forget your keys, wallets, it's a filtering and focusing process where they're in rapport with you. You're building up their focus, concentration, lowering that critical faculty until they reach a point where the idea of like forgetting is is has been made so comfortable and so vivid to them that they cannot remember their name usually this is done through what we call law of reverse action so say the harder you try to do x the harder it is you know the harder you try to recall this the harder it is Mm -hmm. um so the first time i i had made this you know a friend forget her name and i thought she was just kind of playing along and i was and i was asking and i was like tell me and they just kind of looked at me and then I just paused for a second. I was like, your name's Carl. What's your name? Carl. And, just, and then I was just like, I couldn't believe like what I, what that this is happening for real. Um, that, so that's, that's a really, that was a big change for me. And that's the kind of thing, you know, if you're watching or listening to this and you think like, well, that sounds like some BS. I thought the same thing. And when I'd see these videos of it happening, I'd be like, okay, these are payback. But no, to actually have that, that, to witness the sorcery firsthand was was remarkable. Um, another crazy one is um, trying to think, uh, there's a few, probably the, the coolest therapy one that I've you know done and um, can't really give any identifying information. Um, oh, no, no, definitely not. But, um, you know, I had these. I just kind of thought of this. It's not a common practice. It just, I just thought I, I kind of just improvised on this, but I was like, okay, I'm going to show you uh, these, these note cards. They have words that are meaningful written to you on them. And you're going to embody that. And I was showing this person, these, these note cards and they're reading them, you know, zeal, empowerment, potential, so on and so forth. And I'm just, okay. And then I'm like, okay, great. And then at the end, you know, I show them the note cards and they're blank. I showed this person a whole bunch of three by five note cards wow. um, that are blank and they're reading words there. And I was, and he, and he's like, no, where are the other ones? And I'm like, these, these are the ones. So there's different depths that you can get to, and you don't have to get someone into a very deep trance to affect like permanent, powerful change. You can just be in a, in a pretty light resting trance to do most of it. Um, on the other hand, if you want to do a root canal on someone and not have them feel it, then you're going to, you're talking about a little more time there to get them into that state. Um, so anyways, the way the, these little suggestions are not just to mess with people, they're to measure that, that state, basically their depth or their commitment. So at a certain point you can experience catalepsy, which is when um, they have loss of conscious control. So you'll tell a hand or an arm to like move by itself or not be able to, 
you know, you tell them you, they cannot open their hand and they're trying to do it. Mm-hmm. And like, you're encouraging them. And then once they can't do it, then you know that they're at that certain point where you can kind of go in for the kill. That is make your suggestion that's, you know, for quitting smoking or what have you. Um, the next level is the, the amnestic properties where somebody cannot recall certain information, at least temporarily. Um, and then below that is positive and negative hallucinations, which is where people can see things that are there or not see things that are there. Um, you know, the, so this is where, uh, one of the ways to test it is you have somebody say there's a blue circle on that wall or something and trace it with your eyes and the person who's, you know, not really doing it and playing along their eye will have saccades. Their eye will have these little movements as they're tracing this. But the person who's physically seeing it in their brain, there'll be a smooth motion of the eyes. Mm-hmm. So this is these are some little tests you can do to kind of determine where somebody's at. Dude, those are great, great stories. I just want to pause here for a second because I know uh, Scott's going to jump on something. I just want to recognize everybody here. Thank you guys for being here on the Unfiltered Experience. We got Monique in the house. We got uh, Glenn in the house. We got Kellen Ann in the house. We got Marlene Sanchez in the house. What's up, Marlene? Happy Friday night. Thank you for being here. Darlene says here, she says, I have always wanted to be hypnotized. Wake up and be uh, LOL. Oh, I don't know what that means. Uh, Glenda says, uh, asking a question here. It's a great question. What about hypnosis for someone who is very, tra- who got very traumative childhood for who got a lot of childhood, basically was traumatized. Childhood. Childhood. Yeah. So yeah, so you could totally do uh, hypnosis on people, uh, with PTSD is kind of a case by case basis. Um, so there's certain things that I wouldn't recommend um what the the hypnosis on the whole is very 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 safe it's pretty hard to um to hurt someone with hypnosis the only time that you want to really use caution is surrounding memories so the creation or retrieval of memories as a matter of fact if somebody testifies in court and they've been um, hypnotized around you know something they saw that that testimony is ruled inadmissible because in hypnosis, you can create vivid memories that are indistinguishable from reality. So the answer is it, it kind of depends. Um, it's so for example, like if someone has had like a lot of, um, you know, verbal bullying or something like that, and they want to create new behaviors, for example, strong boundaries, um, learning to, you know, stand up for themselves, ask for what they need. Yeah, totally. Um, if somebody has a, uh, like repressed memory, like, I don't know what happened from this age to this age, we don't touch it because you're going to create something that doesn't exist there. And that's not safe. And when in doubt you, um, you know, you partner with a a psychotherapist or someone else who's, who, you know, is, uh, is going to examine it. If I'm not a hundred percent certain, then I'll ask for referral. That's good. We have actually another question here from Jacqueline. She says, I have a fear of heights and a fear of enclosed spaces. I wonder if hypnosis would help. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jacqueline. Yep. Great question. Yeah. So fears and phobias are one of the best applications of hypnosis. So um, needles, cats, dog, heights, enclosed spaces, um, agoraphobia, um, relationships and intimacy. There are all kinds of fears and phobias. So yeah, totally. The process is usually some amount of desensitization where you're kind of creating a safe space for a person to reframe or, or re-understand this thing that they don't find palatable. Um, and then some mental rehearsal that's incrementally making it safe. So public speaking is the number one that I do. Public speaking is so massive. More people are, are afraid of public speaking than death. Yeah. So answering the question, yeah, hypnosis is great for fears and phobias. 
Awesome. 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 We have a few more people in the house. I'm going to turn it over to you, Scott. We got Robert in the house. We got Modique's telling Linda to get over here. She goes, Linda, get over here. Got to, got to be watching this. We got Mr. Mark Gassert. Greetings from Peachtree, Georgia. Thank you for being here. Thomas Nance. What's up? Or Thomas Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, I have a friend named Thomas Nance. Uh, he says, my son and I are enjoying your show. Well, thank you so much for being here on Friday night. We appreciate your brother. Uh, Linda's in the house. Uh, Monique says she has a question. She goes, would it help for weight loss? Mm -hmm. Totally. So a lot of this is surrounding what's called a subconscious self image. So people have a life story. They have a narrative about who they are. It's just very much like an actor who's playing a role. So here's a good example. Um, I'm going to go on a bit of a tangent. We'll get back to weight loss because this is more general than I bring it specific. So if you, for example, um, Goodwill Hunting, I would watch this movie, Goodwill Hunting. For those of you who aren't familiar, it's this you know, brilliant mathematician genius who's working as a janitor at a prestigious college. He's underutilizing all his potential. And um, you know, I always felt that that was, that was me. I was playing small. And when you believe that you are something at the level of being, then the doing just happens. So some, so the person like, you know, Mark Zuckerberg or whoever that these people were billionaires, they were billionaires before they were billionaires because they thought, because they acted, because they have ideas that other people didn't. Um, a, a people who, you know, when they have kids, they become a parent and they start behaving like a parent. Um, people who kind of get stuck at a, a place in the past and they're still behaving like that. So you, you act out what you are. So back to, let's say, weight loss. If you have this, if I have a subconscious self image of, you know, I'm unattractive or I'm undeserving of this, or, you know, I don't have any sense of self-control, then we act out what we believe. So you change a person's subconscious self image of whatever's tied to it. You know, I'm deserving of love and I don't get love from food. I, I give it to myself or I deserve to be happy or I deserve to be attractive um and whatever it is that's tied to it and then you'll reinforce the specific behavior so you start with that big picture identity and then go behaviorally of giving suggestions for you know eating or abstaining from food um yeah that's uh this is a good segue into the thing that we kind of uh, touched on earlier was what are the other things that you can use you know in conjunction with hypnosis and what i make all my clients do is tracking so what we know for a fact is when you measure something or track it it improves you think you can't spend less money track how much money you spend a week it will cut in in by 30 40 50 percent i guarantee you people who write down three things they're grateful for every day they become more grateful throughout the day so this is so you write down the goal of you know i am x pounds or i'm going to eat y calories repeatedly like you mean it like your life depends on it and you will become that thing. You will step into that person. I love that. I love where you're going with that because, you know, mm -hmm. Chris and I are always talking about manifestation and effective mm -hmm. visualization and how do we get from point A to point B. And what you said were a Mark Zuckerberg or an Elon Musk or some of these people, they were infinite creators literally from day one. Like they, they were yeah. built to be that. And so mm -hmm. all they had to do is walk the pathway into their truth. What we're doing and what you're talking about and what I want to see more people do, and Chris and I sell this point up and down is, can you, and you already know the answer to this, can you recreate a new truth? And, mm -hmm. and, and you've got a beautiful methodology to do it. 
Chris has a beautiful methodology to do it. I have a beautiful methodology to do it. And we get people to step out of their own way and start writing the story today. So let's talk a little more about that. One of the things I love is how you, you mentioned a stutter. And I was really listening to that closely. You were saying that the stutter literally can be a mask to hide behind. You know, somebody can literally use this to say, if I have this, I don't have to speak. People won't call me. And it's a beautiful wall that some other fears that have been created can hide behind. Weight can be the same thing. It's a beautiful defense mechanism to say, oh, I can't do that or I can't do that out of your own fears. Let's just talk deeply because I'm sure that everybody here has something that they're like, I would be this if, if blank. Let's get rid of those ifs. What can we do with hypnosis or other modalities? Let's focus for now on, on hypnosis. How can everyone here integrate that or how do they work with you or what kind of things can they do to start sure. painting that picture? Because mm -hmm. we know that we've put a wall around us and we've created this idea of limits and those limits are 99% self-created. We're infinite. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. It's not for most people, there's exceptions. For most people, it's not society or your parents or this or that or the market or the economy that's screwing you over. I'm not saying those things don't matter. Of course they do. Of course your parents affect your behavior. But it's not that thing that's probably keeping you from what you want. You're the one who's doing it. You keep fucking yourself over. I have fucked myself out of so many things. Um, and and I'm sure on some level, maybe I still am. So so to answer the, the other question was like, how do you start? I think like people underestimate the power of a single decision. And if I'm being honest, like the, just having a moment of clarity where you see this a lot is uh, with addicts and alcoholics or people who have had, you know, lifelong addictions, trauma, whatever, where they had a moment where something happened or they had a moment of clarity where they said, like, I'm done with this. And they made a decision and their brain physically changed in that moment and opened a new pathway of possibility, right? So so if you, you guys are watching this here, don't wait. Don't even wait till the end of it. Like, make a decision now, write it down, take yourself in the mirror. You'll be surprised. And if you, if you have, um, what I like to call a North star, which is your either your goal. Some people do vision board. That's cool. However people want to do it, having some kind of thing to always point you back. So you can ask yourself at each and every day, did I move closer to this or did I not? But yeah, the decision, a single powerful decision. So, so I'm hearing like one of the things that you said, you know, Chris and I mentioned this a lot. Sometimes when people say they're making that decision, they really quickly, quickly run back to I can't because the fireworks don't go off. They say I'm going to do it and they're like, yeah. okay, everything's still the same and they run back. One of the things that I've always tried to break down and I'd like to get your feedback on this and, and Chris and I agree with this. There's two things that hold us back. There's reasons and excuses. Reasons are real. Reasons are my mom was difficult to deal with. We didn't have enough money. Um, I got fired from the job. That's real. That reason when watered and when nurtured becomes an excuse. And then we attach that like crazy. We put that on our identity and say, guys, I, I can't, awesome. to, but let's talk about how to intercept reasons from being coming excuses and how to break down excuses, move them back to reasons and chuck them off the bridge and get back into our truth. 
Great sure. question. Great question, Scott. So there, there's a few things in there. I'm just going to kind of, um, you know, freestyle a little bit here, wherever my mind wants to take me. So one is that um, I won't take it away from people if they're not ready yet. So for example, um, you know, some people are not ready to be done with their pain. Uh, you know, I had a very, very bad depression, miserable depression. It was so bad. I, I had this magnet attached to my head, shocking my left hemisphere. So I so depressed. And I just wasn't ready to let, to let go of that, that safety blanket, that comfortable excuse or whatever. But then at some point it's, I got tired of it. So that's first and foremost is, is, you know, before somebody's going to work with me, I'm going to ask them, you know, a question like this, do you want to quit smoking? Yes. Do you really want to? Well, yeah, but I still wanted to <laughs> once in a while with the drink and the, 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 and it's just like, I, you know, sir, I would be doing you a disservice right here. And you know, it's a liability for me too. If I can't deliver the, the results, I can't control them. So yeah, making sure somebody is ready. Um, you talk about, yeah, if you kind of, if you keep feeding this excuse or this thing, you know, I'm to X to this, to that, Again, I'm not saying these things don't don't matter. Um, some of this comes down to expectation and prediction, and it's like you said that the fireworks don't go off. You know, when I was trying to start, you know, enter entrepreneurial space many years ago, I'd tell my, I would <laughs> talk to my mom, and I'd be like, I work 50 hours this week, and she just goes, like, just. She's like, I took, you know, she's an entrepreneur too. And she's, she's like, you know, cry me a river. Like it's my expectation was not congruent with reality. So you have to, you have to have an expectation that's you're playing big enough. And like, you're, you're doing something that's, that matters here. But at the same time, like I'll use the entrepreneur example, like you're going to get upset you're gonna have things not go well for you you're gonna take some losses you're gonna lose and waste a lot of money you gonna be annoyed you're gonna annoy a lot of other people there's there's gonna be some very unhappy times um you're gonna work 100 hours you don't have to work 40. so this this is if you set somebody up for the expectations um then it can make it more palatable so like there's no the good one that i'll use um specifically in hypnosis is there's no failure only feedback so when somebody is reframing that, if they're in sales, every no is bringing them closer to a yes. When you change the way that something that you look at something, the it doesn't have the same emotional pull over you. Um, so I mean, yeah, you guys can hold on to your excuses for as long as you want to. I'm not going to take them from you. <laughs> I love that. I'm the no excuses coach, so I love how how Scott set that up. I want to go back to something you just said for a second. You said a pathway to possibility. It's interesting that you talked about that because I'm listening to Brene Brown's book, Braving the Wilderness. And in that, she mm. talks about the fact that so many of us complain about we don't have energy, right? Oh, I don't have energy. I don't have energy. I'm depressed. Da, da, da. But what would happen if we suddenly got an email saying we won the lottery? right? Our physiology yeah. would immediately change. We would have all the energy in the world. And so I love that when you set a pathway to possibility and it's one decision away, it really is. I mean, I've proven it so many different times. So my coaching clients, it's like, are you ready to make that decision? Yes or no. And are you really mm -hmm. ready to slam that door shut, board it up and go forward? Right? 
So I love that because they're, they're, the energy is within us. We just have to sit there and say, okay, I've had enough. You know, Tony Robbins talks about the leverage principle. We do things for one or two reasons to avoid pain or to gain pleasure. And when we sit there and we, what Scott and I talk about is like, go look in the accountability mirror and ask yourself, like, number one, where it is that I'm going and where, what legacy do I want to leave behind? And then ask yourself in those questions, if you're doing something, you ask yourself the simple, like you said, the decision, is this getting me closer to or further from my stated goals? And if you're honest with yourself and you say, this is getting me further away from my stated goals and you stop it and you make that decision right then and there to drop whatever it is and you go towards your stated goals and you continue to do that, you get to your stated goals. I mean, I love it. Um, one of the things I really want to talk to you about as well, because I remember this when we were talking about hypnosis, I forgot that I tried to study self-hypnosis. And I remember some of the exercises mm -hmm. in there where it was talking about taking me because I was trying to always find inner peace and like just calm. And so I started studying self-hypnosis. And I remember there was an exercise that was like took me down the stairs and it was getting darker and stuff like that. Are you familiar with self? Have you done self-hypnosis? And do you recommend that for people to try? Sure. Um, the honest to God truth is that all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. You know, I can't make anybody do anything. So you have to allow for it. And thing is, we're all constantly hypnotized, which is to say we're all constantly having our attention or focuses directed in ways that are affecting our experience or our, our beliefs. So the uh, you gave the example of, um, yeah, the stairway deepener. Totally. So you, it's different for every person. Um, some people like to just sit down and kind of close their eyes for a few seconds and visualize. Myself, um, I, uh, how do I say, it's kind of like embarrassing to admit, but like I record myself talking to myself and then I listen to me and I'm just like, oh, I have a beautiful voice. And I just hear myself, um, you know, giving myself these suggestions. Um, and it, I find that one works really well for me. So I'll give, I'll give three ways. Um, find out which one works for you. It's it's either writing it repeatedly or reading it repeatedly. Um, so that can just be helpful, like having a dedicated journal, something by your nightstand. Um, I have like a little Etch-a-Sketch kind of thing where I just, it's like this little magnetic pen drawing and I just write down my, my income goal every night. So you can write it, you can hear it slash listen to it, or you can visualize it, or you can do all of those. Um, I like to, you know, record myself and kind of fall asleep to myself because um, I know that I take suggestion from myself. So it's really just, you're gonna have to kind of experiment a little bit and see what works for you. But yeah, write it down slash read it, listen to it or visualize it. I, I love that, I love that. And do you, is there a difference, um, you know, if you're a visual auditory or kinesthetic learner, do you think that some people lean into one more than the other or do you play with all three or? You can experiment and um, yeah, the, some people apparently cannot visualize. About 8% of people have this aphantasia. They cannot sure. seem to eat or at least not easily visualize. But everyone can, you know, imagine or get a sense of it, like can bring some concept from their imagination. So I think you'd have to probably test it and kind of see which one works and wait till you kind of find the needle moving and say this one is working or just go to what calls to you or to even honest to God, what, what's, what's convenient for you. So what they used to do back in the day, um, you know, one of my mentors who, who kind of was a pioneer of, of uh, corporate hypnosis, you know, bringing the, the skills to, to workplace is he would have people burn a CD. So this, you know, dating it a little bit here, but you know, burn a CD, listen to it in the car. What's your excuse now? You want to listen to Pitbull instead of like get your you know goals in the in the car. Just put put it on a, on an audio tape and just do it that way. So, 
Did you get a question, Chris? No, I wasn't. I wasn't sure if he was done with that thought. Actually, I do have a question. Oh, yeah. When I think sure. when I think about when I think about going to see a professional about something, I think about credentials. I think about what kind of training they've had. I think about what experience they have. I think about what questions I can ask them. For people who are watching this and intrigued by this, obviously by the questions, what recommendations would you have for them if they're going to see a hypnotist in their their, their area for a specific modality? What any type of training they should be looking for? Any kind yeah. of markers they should be looking for to keep them sure. where they're safe? Sure. So I'm going to go for what's true in the United States. Um, I can't speak for the rest of the world. Um, in the U.S., it's in most states, although it varies in most states, it's pretty easy to practice hypnosis. There's not a ton of barriers and it's because it's it's pretty safe to do and it's not really that it's kind of a difficult area to regulate. You know, how do you prove if somebody was doing hypnosis? Right. Um, so. Yeah, going to school for hypnosis, absolutely. Um, I went to Hypnosis Motivation Institute, nationally accredited school. There's a whole bunch of other good ones. Um, this is an art and a science. So I would really have to say the biggest thing is yes, the credentials and stuff matter. Um, if they have testimonials and stuff, that's great. But really just kind of see if you vibe with this person. Because even if somebody is, um, you know, you could take the, you know, the best hypnotist in the world, but if somebody doesn't feel like they have rapport or like, you know, connection with that person, that's the biggest thing. Someone who's been doing hypnosis for 40 years that you don't connect with is not going to get you as good as a result who's as someone who's done it for three months that you connect deeply with. Mm -hmm. There's something energetic here that's, that's going on. It's deeper. The words are so secondary there's a, a feeling or an intention that you're transmitting to people when you work with them. So yeah, feel it out guys. Your, your, your comment there is, is so on point. And Chris and I talk about this a long time. So many people, um, and I'm going to integrate a few things. You said something with so much wisdom that I agree with you tenfold. You were talking about if people aren't ready to release their pain, if people aren't ready, that's not our job to do that. We're, we really have to be really smart about who we take on as clients to move them forward because they might be just looking for one more thing to solidify their mask of BS of why they can't to hold themselves in that victim space. And that's a hard thing to do because we want to help so much that we're like, come to the water, come to the water. And then they come and go, we couldn't get over the fence and it's your fault. And like, you do know there was a door, you could have walked right in. Right. Mm -hmm. So we get to those spaces. What I want to talk about, sorry, there's just a loud bang, making sure it was all right. <laughs> um, Go, Chris. I just—I totally lost my thought there. No worries, no worries. Actually, what I want to do is I just want to take a, a second to acknowledge, just to let you guys know, uh, especially you, you Nick, uh, Darlene, saying this is awesomeness. Um, we got Chad Pape in the house. Uh, Monica says this is such an amazing program. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, no, uh, Darlene says loving this. Um, Scott or Chad says master morality has uh, to change each time you learn new things. And then Robert has some stuff. Uh, Chad says, "Hey Scott, where's Pamela? Where is Pamela? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, uh, I got Monique saying some stuff. Uh, reasons versus excuses. What else we got? Chad says, "Love you guys always. Adios. Uh, thank you for being here, Chad, for a minute. Uh, what other comments we got going on here? Um, oh yeah, Marlene says here. She says the words are secondary. There is feeling there. I love that." um yes 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 and robert says here he goes this is why i became an engagement amplifier 
Ooh, an engagement amplifier. So there you have it. We're having great dialogue here. Thank you guys all so much for being here and commenting. Scott, did you uh, have your question come back into your brain? Yeah, I'll come back. So the whole thing, I was just talking about that energy piece and I love what you're saying. So people in victim status, we can't yank them out of that space, but you are so, so, so on point. If you're, if you understand what Reiki or Reiki is, um, as a Reiki healer, I, I, I've studied shamanism. The person has to gel with you. The first time I was exposed to a Reiki massage, I, the whole time I kept thinking, I don't like this person. I don't like this person. I don't like this yeah. person. And, and I got nothing out of it. So then I said it was hocus pocus BS and I didn't like it. I got sucked back into it and I was like, whatever. And Nick, you and I are the same, like, like super, like overcritical, like doubt, like doubt everything. No, this can't work, but I'm, I'll always go and I'll, and I'll mm -hmm. do what you say and I'll try it. Cause I, I want to believe, but I'm like, you got to prove this to me. And the next person just said, you know, very said, said, you know, this is all up to you go. I'm going to be here as a conduit. And the, and then the comfort, I was like, boom, unbelievable, magical. And then, so I actually won't work with somebody unless I feel very connected to them in that space and it's right on point. So I, I wanna echo what you said. When you look for somebody, don't look for 40 years. Don't look for all this. Literally, if, if you feel called, you're going through the phone book or whatever the thing is now, or you're Googling or whatever, or you're going by, like if something says, look, talk to this person, pick the phone up, call them. And if you feel connected, move in because that's the way we need to start connecting is the universal connections that we feel are coming from our hearts and from something much bigger than ratings or Yelp or, or whatever. So, so thanks for sharing that because those two bits of wisdom of not everyone's res ready and it's much more than a resume. And I'm, I'm with you hundred percent. Totally. Yeah. One thing that I, I will add is, um, you know, I've taken some leaps of faith before where, you know, I thought about, do I want to do this program? Do I not? And um, yes, go with your heart. But there are going to be some times where you may have to take a bit of a risk. Um, you may have to go a little outside of your comfort zone to make something happen. Only you can decide that. But um, use both. You have your intuition speak to you and say, you know, if you're just like, I don't like this guy, this guy's weird. That's fine. Move on. You know, respect their time. They'll respect your time. You'll both be better off happens all the time when I, you know, when I, um, you know, approach uh, organizations and say, you know, I do this, I do transformational hypnosis and they'll say, uh, Nick, that's cool, but I can't really see it being a cultural fit here. And I say, thank you, because I don't want to waste their time and vice versa. So yeah, you follow the intuition. Um, but then also realize that if there's some resistance, like you feel pulled to this thing, but you're like, I don't know, should I do? That's a sign that's a very good sign that you might need to pull the trigger that you may have to take a bit of a leap of faith. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't be terrifying, but it, but like you're gonna, it's not going to be comfortable and easy. If you expect the whole thing to be comfortable and easy, I don't know what to tell you. I've never seen such a thing. Never sure. seen such a thing. Awesome. Final questions and thoughts, Mr. Scott, before we ask uh, this fine gentleman where people can get a hold of him at. I love this and I would love to do another show if you would be willing to Nick that you know maybe we explore kind of the depths of the practice a little bit more because um, we've got people here that like I said are doing so many different modalities of personal growth and self-development and and honestly th there's there's no one size fits all for everything exploring and touching and understanding and and you bring the biggest piece come ready come wanting to grow and yes, yeah I would love to invite a, a big crowd and we do some kind of a demonstration, something that you feel sure. comfortable and we'll prepare that. 
and I, I want to do it. I want to, I want to do so. I want to do some personal growth here. <laughs> I want to physically grow live, right? Ooh, here. that'd be fun. <laughs> so yeah, so just a statement. So will you come back? Is what I'm asking. Yeah, totally. Um, there's a lot of things we can do there, depending on the on the audience. Yeah, I've I've done some live stuff before. Um, I'd be down for it. I think that'd be good. The, this is the 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 vibe that's happening here. You know that that I, I reached out to a bunch of people on you know LinkedIn, and there's something about you you know your language or your approach that that was that I gelled with. So yeah, totally love it. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So where can people get a hold of you? I believe it is Instagram mm -hmm. at Nick Gnosis. Is that correct? That is right. Yeah. So that's probably the best way to get a hold of me, and from there you can um, you can just send me a message, say hypnotize me, Nick, or if you want to follow, watch the stories, whatever makes sense to you. Awesome. 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 Well, thank you so much for being here, man. I mean, it's been a wealth of knowledge. It's been a great time getting to know the truth about hypnosis. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we're going to stick you backstage in the green room for a second while Scott and I finish up the show. Don't go anywhere. We're going to have a little after chat. Uh, so thank Perfect. you again for being here, brother. And uh, we appreciate you. So hang on. There we have it, Mr. Scott Goyette. Another uh, amazing show. Uh, a lot of new information, a lot of great information. Um, what do you think? I love you're ready? it. I ready. You're going to do it live. I, I'm actually really excited to do that live, and I wanted to cut this short with the because this was a beautiful introduction of what hypnosis is, getting rid of the hocus pocus and explaining that. And we didn't get all the details either. I'm sure that would take another hour, and we can integrate that in the next show. But the thing that I think is important to take away from this is there's so many modalities of potential healing for personal growth, and also even in Western medicine, when you go to a doctor, you are the biggest part of the success of your healing. Or your growth and we say this all the time and when you look for something extraneous from you to heal you like this person will help me or this will help me or if i just do this it's always been in here and so nick stated that so eloquently he even said he only takes clients who understand that they're the biggest part of the success process that doesn't mean that he just stands there and they fix themselves he means he will be a conduit to that healing with the the things that he understands but they've got to be part of that process so i challenge everybody to hear to start being part of your healing and growth process if you haven't done it yet with no excuses what do you think chris no excuses i love it i love it i love it i'm about to get that tattooed i'm about to get that tattooed uh glenda says here cool scott uh, Monique says here, she goes, I will never miss another program. Thank you so much, Monique. We have plenty of uh, replays for you. I'll, I'll put the link in the comments if you guys want to go back and catch the replays. But this is the first time you guys are catching us. We appreciate you. Appreciate you. Monique and I have been connected for a long time. Um, Angel says, have either Christopher Roush or Scott Goyette been hypnotized? We're going to be. We're going, um, to, be, we're going to be. I I, I have not. Uh, they tried to do that to me on a cruise ship and I could not. It's wasn't happening. So I finally just gave in and just pretended to do what they wanted me to do and had a whole lot of fun doing that, by the way. Uh, they wanted me to be a chicken. Oh yeah, I was a chicken. Oh yeah, I was, I was the bad, was the, it was the late show. It was, yeah, it was, it was, it was good times. People, people remember me around the ship the next day because I was all fuckered up and everything. Uh, Darlene says, no excuses, thanks, Scott. Glenda says, uh, thank you, my question. Got the answer, my question, absolutely. Uh, no, no, no problem. And Robert says, I apologize for not being fully present the whole show. I had a friend drop by for a visit. No problem, Robert. We're appreciative of you guys being here. Yes, we are. We're here every Friday night. So guys, make sure just put it on your calendar. That way you can show up here. Uh, Scott and I come here to serve. So yeah, my final thoughts, I completely obviously echo what Nick is saying about the fact that there's gotta be that self-actualization to say, listen, you know, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. And today that shit stops. 
right? Anybody can do it. I've seen people do it. We've seen it with 75 hard. I've seen people quit smoking. One of the guys in 75 hard quit smoking and he's doing it. And it's like, he just, I said, what, what did you do it? He goes, I just decided that I didn't want to do that anymore. And he just did it. And he just, you know, it's not easy. He's like grinding, he's like grinding his teeth and he's chewing gum. You know, he's day 25 right now. He's like, man, I almost had a moment yesterday, but I remember why I'm doing this. And he remembered his why. And that's what we encourage for each and every one of you guys. If you don't know what your why is, if you don't wake up and know what your why is and what you're going towards each and every day, then where are you going? Are you hoping, wishing, and praying that someday you're going to arrive somewhere where you're going to be happy finally? Are you still, like Scott was just saying, the, the external value? Are you looking for all that, that validation, everything else outside of you? The biggest thing you can do is start with self-love, self-love, self-care, pour into your own bucket, get around the people who are going to help pour into you and make you guys even that much more unstoppable. Scott and I are always here for you guys. We love you. We love you. Go have an amazing weekend and we will see you next time here on the Unfiltered Experience. We love you. Make sure you go to www.theunfilteredexperience.com, www.theunfilteredexperience.com. Join the family. We are the Unfiltered Crew and we love you guys. Peace out. Cheers and connect with Nick. We love you guys.